0: What's up, family? It's Dr. Shonda. Listen, so many of you have been saying such great things about the podcast, and I'm appreciative of all the information and things that you guys share. So it is my pleasure to share dope conversations with you every single week, but I need your help. I need you to go into wherever you're listening to this podcast and rate the podcast five out of five stars. That's right. If you're not a hater, then go ahead into Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you're listening to this podcast, and go ahead and leave your girl a five out of five stars. Thanks so much. Hey, what's going on everybody? You are now listening to the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast where we talk about all things related to mental health and the culture, and we promote self-awareness through meaningful conversation. I am your host, Dr. Shonda, licensed clinical psychologist, content creator, podcast host, and a host of other things. And I have the esteemed pleasure of being here with you once again, another week on this podcast to talk about our minds, to talk about our behaviors, uh, even to talk about how it relates to uh, our loved ones and even our faith at times, right? So I am excited to be here yet another week. And I told y'all, For a good minute, y'all going to be hearing me talk about how I am now signed to the illustrious Revolt Podcast Network. Y'all, it has been such a pleasure working with so many people at Revolt. Uh being able to talk to some of the producers, the the VP of business, and, you know, just, just being able to get to know these individuals who are so uh who are just as passionate about mental health as I am. Uh and it, that means a lot to me, honestly, because you'll find that especially in the, the ent- entertainment industry, podcasting, like, a lot of people just aren't motivated to talk about mental health. And I really appreciate, appreciate when people are motivated, when people do see the importance of mental health uh, and talking to, like, people who actually know what they're talking about <laughs> um, regarding mental health. So I'm grateful to be a part of this network because it's anchored in hip-hop and powered by creators, period. Uh, so, yeah, so make sure you guys tune in every single week. Uh, this podcast is brought to you exclusively by Revolt. So you can also uh, listen to it through the Revolt podcast uh, network by going to their website. You can also listen to it in Apple podcast, Amazon music, as well as on Spotify. Make sure that y'all stay connected with me because I want to connect with y'all uh, by texting podcast to 21000. That's podcast to 21000. We have some amazing things coming up. Uh, my sister and I will be having our launch party for signing with the network. And I'm so excited with her to be with her um, as my label mate, as well as my co-host for our Double Dose podcast. But she's also my label mate, meaning that she has her podcast, The Success Playbook. So make sure you guys are tuning into her podcast as well. And we're just excited. We're going to have a good old time in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, so I'm excited to be here with y'all today. I have a very interesting topic today. Um, it's probably one of the most requested episodes that I get in my my DM and comments or what have you. And that's simply because it's one of the things that uh, it's, it's in pop culture. It's embedded in pop culture nowadays. I would say within the past three years. We've been talking a lot about narcissism. We've been talking about a lot about narcissistic people and narcissistic traits and what that means and blah, blah, blah. So a lot of y'all been asking me questions and y'all know I love to answer y'all's questions. So we're going to hop into that. But before we get into that, I want to talk about. Uh, our Hot Off the Press segment. And for those of you who've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, y'all know that the Hot Off the Press segment is where we talk about mental health in the news, uh, psychology and the culture. Uh, it can be on anywhere from uh, CNN to the Shade Room, psychology today, like wherever you find news, current events or whatever, there's always gonna be psychology or some level of psychology embedded in that. And I like to always bring that out because psychology is always happening around us. So it is definitely... I'm going to be something interesting. All right. So for today's Hot Off the Press segment, I wanted to bring y'all an article. So this article was published by, written by Dr. Susan Whitborn, And she talks about how there are several new ways to detect narcissism in individuals. And so specifically, Dr. Whitborn discusses how people can pick up on individuals who might have narcissistic traits by their language as well as their facial expression language and facial expression. So this was actually something that's interesting to me because I'm the type of person like I have intense uh, facial expressions. Like my when when I'm like locked into something, like I have an intense. A resting face like if i'm like thinking about something i i have an intense confused face like i i just my face is very like expressive so when i was reading this article i'm like hmm i wonder if anybody's ever thought something about me because of my facial expression but yeah so she basically was saying that uh specifically with her research and with like other research she's found that individuals can detect can detect uh symptoms of or, or traits of narcissism by way of the the way the individual talks and their facial expressions that they exhibit. Specifically related to their their, uh, language, narcissistic individuals tend to use more first-person singular pronouns and fewer first-person plural pronouns. So that means a narcissistic individual is more inclined to use more words that that, indicating like I or me. So being more in that first-person singular as opposed to we and us, right? So if you find someone who constantly is using those I's and me's and don't um, use we and us, then they're saying that that trait is aligned with an individual who's narcissistic. Now, we are not saying that because somebody does this, that 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 person is automatically narcissistic. Because I know y'all will tear me up on TikTok if y'all think I'm saying that. Please keep in mind, Dr. Shonda is not saying that. We're saying that in this specific article, they found that there was a high correlation between individuals who meet the criteria for narcissistic personality disorder and the amount of times that they use, their ratio between the use of uh, first-person singular pronouns, I, me, versus first-person plural pronouns, we, us. Um, This article also discusses the role of Facial expressions in detecting narcissistic traits. This is the part that I found really interesting. I know this is gonna bless y'all. Research suggests that narcissistic individuals tend to display distinct facial expressions that can be indicative of self-centeredness. So they're saying that when an individual makes certain facial expressions with specific parts of their face, then it can be rooted in them being self-centered, which is one of the the symptoms of uh, narcissism. And it's but it's not the only system, and we're gonna talk about that. Uh, The only symptom. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. So these facial expressions include features such as raised eyebrows, smirking, and a lack of genuine emotion or empathy. So raised eyebrows, smirking, and a lack of genuine empathy and emotion. And she said, observing these subtle facial cues can provide additional clues in identifying narcissistic individuals. So listen. When I read this article, I was like, "You know what? Let me tell my audience a little bit about this because there is so much confusion about what narcissism is, how to detect a narcissist, uh, narcissistic individual. like what what should you look for? what how can they impact my life? How do they impact other people in their lives? Like what is this, this disorder? So transitioning out of that segment, uh, I want us to talk a little bit about narcissism for a bit, a little bit about narcissism because like I said, narcissistic traits and narcissism and calling somebody, oh, that person's a narcissist. They're a narcissist. My ex is a narcissist. I feel as though that has become so common in the past two to three years. And I'm, you know, as your psychologist friend, let me just tell you, when y'all be saying like that person's a narcissist, it don't even make be making sense a lot of the times when y'all say the reasons why you feel like that person's a narcissist. I can't even blame you for real. I really think it's just pop culture because that's, again, one of those buzzwords Um. And honestly, Chanel, I'm thinking, my sister's over here in the corner, I'm thinking I really should have a whole show dedicated to mental health words that really get on my nerves when y'all use and you use them incorrectly. That's going to be the title of the show, I like that. the episode, okay? You you like that too? Mm-hmm. My sister says she likes it, so it's a go. Uh, because <laughs> narcissism is in that category. What else, Chanel? Uh, gaslighting, that's another psychological word that people have appropriated. Uh Trauma bonding, like all these buzzwords and media and pop culture that people have literally taking from, uh, these are actual diagnoses, these are actual disorders, these are actual uh, traits that we see in individuals who might be having a hard time in life, but people just, y'all just take it and just exploit it. So I'm here to just provide y'all more information On what a narcissistic individual or individual who meets the criteria for narcissism looks like uh, as opposed to saying, oh, that person's a narcissist, that person's. And also, y'all, can I just say as a uh, again, I'm really in my psychologist bag today. It really irks me when I hear people say like, oh, that person's a narcissist or they're so narcissistic because it it really plays into uh, the stigma associated with mental health disorders, right because think about it if y'all are out here saying this person's a narcissist and they're narcissistic what's the likelihood of like people actually coming to see the the psychologists or social workers or what have you in order to be actually diagnosed with some of these disorders they're going to be less inclined to to get the help that they need to receive the diagnoses that might be helpful to their overall treatment because we out here running around calling everybody a narcissist all willy-nilly so one thing that we're actually taught in the psychological field is we have a person first type of approach when talking about symptoms. So instead of saying if the, if the person is literally like they're they're legitimately meeting that criteria, we don't say that person is narcissistic. We say that is an individual with narcissistic traits or an individual with narcissistic personality disorder, as opposed to saying, oh, they're narcissistic. Oh, that, that person's a narcissist. No, very much person centered because we don't want to add any more stigmas to mental health diagnoses and disorders than what they already are. And that really just contributes to the person. Problem that we had. All right, so now that y'all came to my TED Talk, we're going to move on with this uh this little episode. So before we hop into some myth busters about narcissism and narcissistic personality disorder, I want to provide a definition of narcissism and what that means, because I know there are some people who are like, I really don't know what it means. I know this person says this is narcissism. That podcaster said that other person's a narcissist. I heard them on The Real Housewives saying she's a narcissist. Uh, And so I really want to define what narcissism is and what it isn't. So the definition of narcissism, so it is a personality disorder. So keep in mind, when y'all say that person's a narcissist, y'all are saying they actually have a personality disorder that is where that individual meets the criteria for a clinical uh, uh, disorder, right? So it's a personality disorder characterized by a pervasive pattern of grandiosity and fantasy or behavior, a constant need for admiration, and a lack of empathy. Individuals with narcissistic personality disorder have a sense of entitlement, an exaggerated sense of self-importance and a preoccupation with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. They often believe that they are special and unique and they require excessive admiration. They have a tendency to exploit others for personal gain, lack empathy for others' feelings and needs and frequently envy others or believe others are envious of them. NPD causes significant impairment in functioning and relationships in the symptoms are stable and long lasting. So with any personality disorder, right? So it's not the same as being diagnosed with uh, depression, right? Because we know that depression can go in remission, right? You can, an individual can be depressed for a season of their lives and they might meet the criteria for maybe three months or six months of their lives, or it might be a bit more pervasive and then they might, you know, be, be in remission of that. Whereas when we talk about personality disorders, which is a group, a category of disorders in the DSM, uh, which is what we use to diagnose people with. So, for instance, borderline personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, avoidant personality disorder, uh, histrionic personality disorder. Like these are disorders of individuals' personality and how they present in life, meaning it's a lot more stable and it's a strong likelihood that these same traits are going to be there for a very long time. Right, so that's basically like the difference between saying this person is, uh, like, a personality disorder versus any other type of disorder in the DSM. Like, uh, personality disorders have been more pervasive and long lasting. Now, now that we have all the the logistic and the technical things out of the way, can we get into some narcissistic uh, mythbusters? Because I am tired of seeing my timeline filled up with misinformation about narcissism. Because it does a disservice to individuals who are actually diagnosed and might be struggling with some of these disorders. Okay, so myth busters. Number one, a lot of us, a lot of people feel as though uh, narcissism is common, right? So number one myth about, you know, narcissistic personality disorder uh First of all, all of your exes are not narcissistic, okay? Let's just put that out there. Sometimes the problem is you. And again, I'm saying that as your psychologist friend in your head. Sometimes you are the problem. All of your exes are not narcissistic individuals, right? Uh, granted, you might have had interactions with people who, uh, have a hard time functioning in relationships. They might have a hard time sharing empathy. They might, they might really be a messed up individual, but it does not mean that they meet the criteria for being a narcissistic individual or an individual with narcissistic traits. So everybody around you is not a narcissist. Just because you fell out with somebody, just because you fell out with uh, a close friend, just because you fell out with a a friend that you used to have for a very long time. It doesn't mean that that person is a narcissist. And we really have to be careful when we throw out mental health diagnoses around like that, because, again, it, it contributes to the stigma. Right. So myth number one. Narcissism is common, that's not true at all. In fact, the research indicates that narcissistic personality disorder is not common, and only about 1% of the general population actually meets the criteria for a narcissistic personality disorder. So, if you're saying that all of your exes in the past five years were narcissistic, I'm gonna be looking at you sideways because nine times out of 10, a strong likelihood that everybody you encounter in life is not meeting that criteria for having narcissistic traits. Uh, Which, again, sometimes the problem is us, but we have a hard time uh, identifying and and, um, endorsing that. But nonetheless, let's keep in mind that narcissistic personality disorder, narcissistic traits are not common, right? They could be meeting criteria for other things. Again, they could be messed up individuals, but it does not make them a narcissist. So let's be mindful of when we attribute that diagnosis to other people. All right. Myth number two. Narcissistic individuals who meet the criteria for narcissism or narcissistic traits are inherently evil or bad people. Like saying that, oh, that person, just because they do something bad, like that person's a narcissist. That person is so narcissistic. That person is, I remember watching, y'all know I am a a Real Housewives, what's the appropriate word? Um, Fanatic, fanatic. okay, sure, fanatic. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan, I like Real Housewives, right? Um, especially Atlanta. Atlanta's my franchise. But I remember watching one episode where Kenya was upset with Drew and she was like, nah, she's a narcissist. She's a narcissist. I'm just like, I really wish y'all would understand what narcissism is and what it isn't. Granted, that person might be shady. Kenya her a narc. No, no, no. Okay. Kenya called her a narc, but then Toya was like, Yeah, she's a narcissist. Right, right. <laughs> and then Kenya corrected her on a, spot. Right, Kenya corrected her on the spot. Crazy. Okay, yeah, she was like, yeah, that's two different things. Okay, so I take that statement back. So it was Latoya saying, Drew is a narcissist. But in actuality, again, that just proves my point that sometimes we throw these diagnoses out and we label people with these diagnoses and don't really understand, like, what it actually means to meet the criteria for that. All right. So, um... When thinking about the the next myth regarding narcissistic personality disorder and narcissistic traits, uh, believing that people are inherently evil or bad people, right? Because that's not always the case, right? Sometimes it literally can be, yes, individuals who meet the criteria for a narcissistic personality disorder, they can be manipulative sometimes, they can lack empathy, uh, they can be very cold and stoic and, you know, putting others down while also amplifying and elevating themselves. Those are definitely some of the traits. But we also have to keep in mind that when it comes to like personality disorders, there's a spectrum. Just because someone meets the criteria for clinically diagnosable narcissistic personality disorder, if they have traits of narcissism, it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. Because actually, fun fact, um, some theories that we learn in school in, in psychology regarding narcissism and uh, narcissistic traits, uh, when especially when you're in childhood, it's healthy to have a, a healthy level of narcissism, to have healthy level of narcissistic traits, to to think about it. If you have a child uh let's say they're 3 or 4 you want them to have this sense of self that's so um you know elevated and believing that they do have positive qualities and believing that one day they can be the president of the United States believing that one day they can you know um you know achieve something and you know make lots of money do, do whatever they find value in you want them to be able to have that grandiose sense of self at a young age because that's healthy and as parents healthy uh narcissism is, is uh we're supposed to feed that, right? We're supposed to continue to allow them to glean in that because that's how in adulthood, they develop a healthy level of self-confidence. They develop a healthy level of self-esteem through those early stages of having like that healthy level of narcissism. So it's not that narcissistic personality disorder or, or narcissistic traits are always bad, but when it gets to a level where it's impacting one's uh, relationships and Uh, Again, like going to that state of like manipulation and poor relationships and things of that nature, that's when we know it becomes problematic. But it doesn't mean that all traits of narcissism are bad because that's not true. A healthy level of narcissism is actually a thing. And I was actually explaining that to a friend the other day um, who didn't realize that narcissistic traits can be healthy depending on your age and how you're using them as long as you're not manipulating other people in the process. Um, Okay, so myth number three about narcissism. Narcissistic is untreatable, which is absolutely not true. As I stated prior to um, in the beginning of this podcast, it is very much a personality disorder, right? So if an individual has narcissistic personality disorder, we're not talking about traits, we're saying the actual disorder. There, a lot of people feel like, oh, that's just going to be how they are for the rest of their lives. When actuality, there are treatments for narcissistic personality disorder, one of them being CBT or Cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, This person, these individuals might be in therapy for quite a while or even um, psychodynamic therapy, which is another form of therapy. But I say all that to say there are treatments out there. There are forms of treatment in order to help individuals to thrive, um, even if they meet the criteria for narcissistic personality disorder. So I hope that was helpful, and I hope that because I gave y'all this psychoeducational podcast that I will stop hearing so much false information about narcissism and narcissistic personality disorder and narcissistic traits on uh, social media, even reality TV, and so many other avenues where we just exploit some of these mental health words and diagnoses. uh, Because, again, we don't want to add to the stigma. We just don't. We don't want to add to the stigma. So I hope that blessed y'all. If you have a question you want me to answer it on the Dr. Shonda show, I need you to... Text me your question at podcast 21000. That's podcast at 21000. So text that number and then send me a follow up question so that I can answer you and give you a little shout out on the show. And again, thank you for tuning into the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast, which is brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip hop and powered by creators. Don't forget, y'all, you have the power to create the emotions you want to experience. God bless. what's What's up up, everybody everybody? i'm your host dr shonda and chanel and we're here from the double dose Dose podcast Podcast. we are one set of twins with two different perspectives we both have faced many challenges in career life and relationships and we are transparent about how we've relied on our faith to overcome them if you want to hear us discuss current events pop culture and relationships and everything else in between tune in to to the double dose Dose podcast Podcast. and it's brought to you exclusively by the revolt podcast network angered in hip-hop powered by by creators (laughs)